Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of You Are Love. All right. I want to say good morning to each and every one of you guys. I hope you are having a great Friday. Uh, happy Friday to all of you guys out there. I am your host, Alita, and this is another podcast. I mean, another episode, because it is another podcast, another episode of You Are Loved. Yes, I said you are loved, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You are loved, okay? Um, today's show, and, and I don't want to mess up your Friday, but today's show is going to be a little, <clears throat> a little more somber. And, um, the reason for that is because I think in the midst of all that is going on, there are a lot of hurt people out there. And a lot of hurt people hurt other people. And I'm not saying that in a sense, um, that somebody's physically hurting someone. I'm saying You hurt people who love you when you're hurting and you don't realize you do. And it's not about lashing out. It's the idea when you're hurting and someone loves you, they hurt too. That's the the mindset I'm talking in or that's the rim I'm talking in when I say hurt people hurt people. So I want to come to you today more serious than I have been in in a while um, about things. And I want to talk about uh, suicide. I want to talk about How suicide affects everybody involved. We hide. We wear a mask. And I'm not talking about a mask for COVID-19. I'm talking about a full facial mask. We hide behind these masks and we live behind these masks and we get comfortable wearing these masks because some of us can't handle people seeing us at our weakest moment. And because of that, we live a life of stress, we almost live a life of lies because we are so afraid of people to judge us because of how we truly are. So being honest with ourselves is just as hard as being honest with others.
And because of that, we create this fantasy world that we're comfortable in. We create that everything is going great in our lives and we go around smiling even when we want to cry. And, and, and I'm not knocking the ideal that we're smiling, but we're smiling and we're not even paying attention to why we're smiling this fake smile. Why are we laughing these fake laughs? And I know I don't want to sound contradicting because we say, you know, smile, it makes you feel better. Uh, laugh because it makes you feel better and you live longer. And, you know, all these things that they tell us to do, even though despite that we're ignoring the root of our problem, we need to smile. And I think that's so inappropriate to tell someone or pat them on the back and say, oh, it's going to be all right. And then we go on with our lives. And we're not even, not to say that we want to be in anyone's business, but we don't even ask. And it's up to them to want to tell us how they feel. It's up to them to want to discuss it with us or to truly just be that. Remember, we talked about listening effectively, being that ear. We don't even want to do that because we're too busy in our happy-go-lucky, smiley-go-lucky lives. Because, see, hey, we're not going to admit that we're going through some stuff, too. How dare us admit that we're going to, we're going through some stuff. So what I'm saying is, if you have an opportunity to seek health from a mental health provider, a therapist, please get it. Don't ignore your feelings. Don't ignore Things that are not going right in your life. Don't ignore that. I'm not going to sit here and say pray it all away. I'm not going to say that. I'm saying seek help. Seek help as soon as you can. You're here for a reason. And you need to find that reason. You're here for a reason. And you need to find the reason you're here. You're here for a reason. It's up to you to find the reason you're here. That goes out to each and every person who feels like they have no purpose. Your purpose doesn't have to be somebody else's purpose. You don't have time to compare and compete with other people when you're hurting.
You don't have time for that. You need to find your purpose and why you are here. You need to find your gift and work that gift. Each and every one of us, despite who you are, have a calling on your life, whether it's a good calling or bad calling. It's your decision to pick what works for you. Nobody else can do that. We can guide you, we can advise you, but it's up to you to want to live your purpose. But you have to find why you feel you are here. We get caught up in the humdrum of life. We work, we play, we laugh, we joke, we love, we, we don't love, we're angry. We get so caught up and we're not even taking care of our inner selves. We're not making our inner selves healthy. And then we find ourselves in these toxic relationships. And when I told you earlier, when we talked earlier on the other episode about broken people, loving broken people, it's hard. It's hard. And there's no way two broken people can make a whole person. There's no way. Like we say, it takes, in order for a relationship to work, it takes 50-50. No, no. It takes two whole people to make a relationship work. Because if you're only giving 50% and that other person is only giving 50%, that's both two halves. You're not giving your all. It takes two 100% whole people to be in a whole relationship. So, you're in a toxic relationship. You're broken. That person's broken. You're feeling crappy about yourself all the time. And then you start feeling worthless. You feel worthless because you haven't found your purpose. Or your calling on your life. Now. <clears throat> excuse me. Now that we can come to the conclusion or we can come to the realization that I'm struggling and I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying I'm struggling with my purpose and what is my purpose? 
I'm struggling with that. I'm depressed on top of that. And what comes out of your mouth is, why am I here? Why am I here? You say, I have a purpose, but why am I? I can't answer that for you. Nobody can. You have to look within. You have to seek it out yourself. And you're going to need help to do that. You're going to need help in doing that. But you have to start with you first. And I'm saying this because yesterday something very traumatic happened. And I'm surprised, and I, I was like kind of numb when I kind of read it. Um, but there's a young man that's a friend of my son's, and um, we have become like you know, I became I became like to him maybe like a teacher, or by the things that we talk about on my other show, and he wrote a long letter to his mom on Facebook. And he mentioned me in it. And later on, come to find out that he tried to take his life. And so this is one of the reasons why I want to talk seriously today about that. Now, I... You know, you guys, I love giving you guys information. It's just who I am and what I do. And this is important information that we need to really pay attention to. So... There is an organization called American Association of so Suicidology. And this is a fact sheet. And it's based on data um, 2014 to 2016. And it's called the African American Fact Sheet on Suicide. So I want to kind of uh, share with you this, and I want to definitely um, put this number out here for you guys, because I think it's important that we pay attention to our young men as well as our older men and as well as our women, because we need both here, because you got a purpose to be here. In 2014, 2,421 African Americans died by suicide in the U.S. 
Of these, 1,946 were male. 80.3%. The overall suicide rate per 100,000 was 5.46. In 2014, there was 475 African-American female suicides in the U.S., the suicide rate of African-American females was the lowest among men, women of all ethnicities. And that's something that we have to be proud of. And I know it doesn't sound right, but we need to. Because that tells you something about the African-American woman. In 2015, researchers released a data showing that there were more suicides among African-American children ages 5 to 11 than among Caucasian children. Why? We're losing our babies. This was the first national study to show observing to show observe higher suicide rates for African-Americans than for Caucasians in any age group. While the majority of studies show that African-American men are more likely to die by suicide, while African-American women are more likely to attempt suicide, recent research has observed that Caribbean black men in the U.S. have the highest attempt rate for African-American community. The suicide rate for African-Americans ages 19, excuse me, 10 to 19 was 3.11 per 100,000. For African-American youth from 10 to 19, the rate of male suicides was 4.6 per 1,000, was 2.9 times higher than that of females who were 1.57% per 100,000. Males accounted for 81.5% of suicides completed by elderly African Americans ages 65 and up. This percentage is mirrored by the suicides completed by elderly Caucasian males. Firearms were the predominantly method of suicide among African Americans, regardless of sex of or age, according to 47.42% of all suicides. Suffocation was the second most prevalent method at 29.9%. Now, those numbers are alarming, and that was for data for 2014 through 2016. That's in a two-year span. Now, just imagine what those numbers look like now. So let's talk about some of the risk factors 
psychological distress, substance abuse, <laughs> access to lethal, me lethal means such as firearms, social isolation, homelessness, exposure to violence, family dysfunction, maladaptive coping skills, exposure to racial inequality, history of suicide attempts. African Americans have been found to be to utilize mental health services irregularly. That means we don't do it on a regular basis, due in part to the limited asset of services as a result of lack of proximity to services, lack of insurance coverage, mental health signs, dis distrust of doctors, and the medical establishment. So let's talk about opportunities for prevention. Research has identified several elements of African-American culture as protective factors against suicides, including strong religious re beliefs, networks of kinship, ethnic pride, and familial support. If you know someone who wants, who's thinking, who needs help, dial 1-800-273-TALK, 8255. Let me say that number again, 1-800-273-TALK, 8255. This is some alarming information and we definitely need to take it serious. We definitely need to take this information serious. We really and truly do. Now, I'm sorry. Um, But um, I'm sorry, you guys. Ooh, Ooh. I'm sorry that, and I'm saying sorry over and over again, and it's because I'm trying um, to stop me from um, going in another rim in my mind. Okay. Um, So let, let, uh, let's see. Okay. So here is another article article and it's from Parkview Health. Um, and uh, hold up. And it says, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, suicide is the third leading cause of death for black males ages 15 through 24. Suicide rates have doubled among black men since 1980. Aaron Lane, 
MSOL, South Southeast Strategy and Relations at Parkview, shares barriers addressing mental health concerns among our black males. There's a thing called the stigma. Men are saddled with an unhealthy misconception of what it means to be strong. There's unspoken expectation to be tough and avoid showing emotions or weakness tied to their gender. Some men fear that deviating from those stereotypes might change the way others view them. Self-care or the thought of focusing on our emotional health is often viewed as emasculating. But the truth is that in order to survive, we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others. We have to put our own oxygen mask on before we can help anyone else with theirs. And that includes addressing our mental health concerns. <clears throat> now, I'm going to tell you this. I had and probably still do have this innate, ignorant belief that men are not supposed to cry. Men are supposed to be tough. I embodied this mindset about men because that's what I was taught. I am not supposed to be tougher than my man. And that's how it's supposed to be. Or that's what we were told to be. And what I realized in, in my relationships with men, whether it was friendships, whether it was intimate, whatever, that our men are truly broken in many, many ways. I'm talking about our African-American men are broken in many, many ways, emotionally and mentally. And because of this hardcore mindset that we put on them, they're not able to deal with things like we would or like others would or like we're supposed to. Human nature says we're supposed to cry. Human nature says we're supposed to grieve. Human nature says, and we're doing everything against human nature, okay? While, why mental health can be tricky. Often people are looking for a baseline that doesn't really exist. The difference between normal mental health and diagnosable mental health can be boiled down to number of symptoms, frequency and duration of symptoms, severity of symptoms, how much the symptoms are affecting your daily functioning life. It's important to remember that there is no such thing as normal. It's about what's typical for you. You have to ask yourself if you're within your usual scope of feelings, behaviors, and thoughts, and whether you're functioning at a level that is typical for you. Issues at work, in your relationship, or in other areas of your daily life can be signs that your mental health is suffering. Warning signs. Seeing or hearing things that are not there. Extremely high and low moods. Aches, headaches, 
or digestive problems without clear cause. Irritability, social withdrawal, thoughts of suicide, changes in sleep habits, sadness that persists, persists excuse me, for over a month or longer, for a month or longer. Feelings of hopelessness, abuse of alcohol or drugs, dramatic changes in eating or sleeping habits, appetite and or weight changes, decreased energy or fatigue, excessive fear or worry, and excessive fear or worry. Suicidal thoughts. Suicidal thoughts aren't always obvious. You might not actually think, I'm going to kill myself. Subtler expressions of distress might sound like, I can't take it anymore. Maybe things would be better if I wasn't here. I wonder if life would be better for my wife and kids if I weren't here. What if I just didn't turn the car off? What if I turned the wheel? What if I jumped? Who would notice? If you or your loved one has been able to identify how you would end your life, it's important to ask for help immediately. Let's talk about slow suicide. In addition to the sudden methods of suicide, there are habits and behaviors that can lead to severe health issues or even death and this includes drug and alcohol addiction, gang involvement, risky sex activities and other risky behaviors. Environmental stressors. There are a number of environmental stressors unique to the black community. Black males go to jail, drop out of school and are victims of crime at higher rates than white counterparts. Young black males are more likely to live in challenging family environments. As many as 68% of black households are single parent homes with no male rock role models. I'm sorry. And poverty levels are impact also impact mental health. In Southeast Fort Wayne, this must be Indiana. 80% of the population lives below the, what they call the Alice Guidelines. The combination of any family stress and violence in the community takes on a toll on African-American males' psyche. This population is also suspect, susceptible to post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD which can lead to anxiety and depression. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Let's talk about getting help. Contact your primary care physician, and if you don't have one, ask for referrals and call your insurance company to ask for a list of covered providers. If you're not sure if you need support, consider setting up an assessment with the mental health profession. There are several hotline resources you can call, and I said the number earlier, National Suicide Prevention Line, 
273-TALK-8255. Now I'm going to conclude this podcast with this. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Take time and find your purpose and live your purpose. We love you. We need you. You have to be here. Thank you guys. Have a great weekend and can't wait to talk back with you guys Monday. This is Salita and good day.